is he? He is me. Hi, I'm Rafi Redswan. This is he. Here is my chance to share some amazing stories with some amazing people that are inspiring to me. He celebrates everyday people of everyday life. He revolves around conversations that inspire others to change the world and make a difference in life with a little bit of laughter and a whole lot of drama. Join me for personal stories and experiences on health and healing, successes and failures, recovery and discovery, anything relatable and anything in between. He elevates us to rise again and live our very best life. Just so you know, you are not alone. He is with you. So I had to come right, back right. for that quickly. So nanti hopefully nice, right nice. here, we'll plan something lah with my brother after he heals so we can go out. There's a place you yeah. want to go to. Concubine or something. Porcupine. Concubine. Concubine. It's a nice place. It's a nice, nice chill out environment. Uh, yeah. I need to yeah. party. I've been partying for so That's long. <laughs> Mooks believes nothing is impossible through his journey as a musician. In this episode, he defines the meaning of endless possibilities and succeeds in life through his singing career as the lead singer and a band member of the Malaysian punk rock band One Buck Short. The story begins with his struggles growing up with speech impairment and why returning to Malaysia after living in the United States for most of his childhood has affected his condition despite the therapy and support he has received. However, stuttering never stops him from becoming who he aspires to be. He reveals how he rises to the challenge to stay appealing to today's world and become the reason for everyone, particularly his beloved children, to believe that anything is possible. This is his story. Hi, Mooks. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, 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 good. Uh, it's good. been a, a crazy, a crazy uh, week so far for me, but uh, I'm excited for today. Very well, very well. Are you still busy with um, with your uh, with your band singing? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We are really busy with that at the moment. Mm-hmm. We are planning out this whole. Um, um, tour that we have um, pl- um, for, for 2023 and 2024. Mm. So, because um, we've been we've been away. I mean, we 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 haven't really performed for for the past maybe two three years, right? Started from last year. Um, mm. You know, when we got back last year, mid of last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of the you know um, the events are happening again and all that, so we we've been playing shows around. Mm-hmm. And this year we decided to just you know amp it up a bit more and just um, try to do like a tour for the whole year. Yeah, good to hear. And are you coming out with new album in the future as well? Yeah, we are coming yeah. out with uh, new tracks. Um, 
we are working on some collaborations uh, this particular year. Um, mm -hmm. That's because uh, we felt that um, it's time for a change and the change would be, you know, having to mix up some of our ideas, some ideas with other acts as well. So I okay. think that would be quite fun. Very nice. Very nice. I love collaborations. Yeah. And, oh, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> just like on. today, right? <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. I think you're my first, my first celebrity. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I would call myself such a celebrity. Yeah. I think I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy with two jobs. <laughs> to support the family. You are a celebrity to me and to to most people. So welcome back to the world. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but Mooks, Mooks, anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. That's right. Yeah. That's I think right. we're gonna have a conversation about anything is possible. It's how you succeed a well lived life through your singing career as a lead singer yeah. and a band member of One Back Short yeah. and the story behind yeah. your self-discovery journey and the founding of One Back Short and the struggles you faced growing up. You did mention about a speech impairment. You did stutter when you grow up and it didn't stop you from becoming who you, know, you want to be. And um, yeah. I hope it dives into the um, you know how you overcome the difficulties and rise to the challenge to stay appealing to today's world and become the reason behind anything possible. Anything possible is definitely um, the way I would live life, right? Um, okay. Ever since I was young, I always mm -hmm. believed in simply just doing it, act on mm -hmm. it first and think about it afterwards. Um, but now as you grow older, um, you do think about things first, right? Before you act. So, mm -hmm. but whatever it is, I still believe in the fact that you can achieve anything. Anything yeah. is possible. Indeed, indeed. I mean, look at you. When you mentioned about uh, growing up um, with uh, stuttering, can you share a bit about your experience uh, growing up with stuttering? So it was really difficult um, when, I was really, uh, when I was young, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think I started stuttering when I was around, when I could speak, like, when, when, when I first started mm -hmm. to speak, right? I think I was really sick. Um, There's one time I was really sick. Um, I think I had like um, a major flu. Um, and that it kind of affected uh, me and my brain or something like that, right? Because I was really sick. And um, and ever since I could speak, um, I was just stuttering all the time. And it was like a major, a major one. That means I couldn't pronounce a few words or whatever. I would always get stuck. And when I get stuck, it just, uh, I would just repeat myself, you know, like... Uh, if I want to say uh, mom, for example, I'd be like, mama, 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 you know, so it would be like mm. that for mm -mm. a while. Um, so when I went to school mm -hmm. um, um, here in Malaysia, I was in school in Malaysia for um, first grade, right? I was mm -hmm. first grade here, wasn't so great. So I was always be by myself and I'll be like, I wouldn't talk to anybody. I would just chill mm -hmm. by myself and all that, right? Mm -hmm. And then I moved to the States um, when I was um, eight years old. Um, 
with my, you know, with, with, with my dad and all. Okay. Um, so when we moved to the States, uh, the teachers were like, oh, you know, he has a speech impairment. We got to put him into a special class um, mm -hmm. after school. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that's what I did, right? Um, they would they would sit down with me. They would talk to me, and then I'll have to respond back. Um, you know, I had to go through a few exercises, and this mm -hmm. went on for years, mm -hmm. all the way up to high school, right? Mm -hmm. um, but every time I do speak, um, you know, I would I would go through these kind of random episodes. See, even mm -hmm. like right now, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you can hear it, um, but it's not as bad as before. Mm -hmm. So I would always be like, you know, I wouldn't really talk so much to people, even in class when, um, when the teacher would be like, you know, read out loud, and I'd be like, oh no, you know, I have to read out loud in front of all these kids, and uh, and I would uh, end up having to go through those those you know um, moments where. Kids are gonna be mean, basically, when you're young. Yeah, yeah. Who do laugh at you? Who do make fun of you and things like that? Mm -hmm. And I had to go through that. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not nice at all. You know that yeah. whole phase, right? And you feel like, you know, what's wrong with me? Why, you know, why, why am I going through this? Why am I the only one going through this? Um, but then as as I went on, I met other kids who do have these kind of, um, uh, I don't know what, whether it's called it uh, disability or it could be um, a mm -hmm. gift, I guess, you know, a gift to identify, you know, having to go through uh, these kind of um, hard moments in life that will make you think differently and will, whether or not that's a gift um, I felt that it was to me right mm -hmm. because of this I felt that hey man if I can overcome this I can overcome anything yeah. and that's what you know I would try to do um, in my life basically yeah. but really it's really good to have people that kind mm -hmm. of understood and and want to help you, right? So I do have friends, even in high school, mm -hmm. people who didn't stutter or whatever, but mm -hmm. they would talk to me more. Um, they would go through the exercises with me and all that, you know, during school. Mm -hmm. So that was really good to get friends like that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand how hard it was um, because I grew up, I like with uh, Barbie dolls. <laughs> I like the color oh, yeah. pink. So I knew I was different. And of course, um, uh, you know, you know, when you have friends that are different than you, sometimes you feel a bit strange, you know. And especially when it comes to making friends, when they see you are different. And I can imagine how hard it has been for you, especially in the, in the States. Um, has that been a challenge for you to actually, mm, you know, make friends on top of meeting other friends that are alike? 
Yeah, well, I mean, when we yeah. were younger, um, mm-hmm. uh, when I was younger, uh, I mean, I just love to make friends with people, right? I just, mm-hmm. it's just that sometimes I don't talk to them or whatever it is um, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I got to know somebody and all that, we just become good friends, right? Mm. Um, so making friends work is not that difficult. Uh, yeah. But it's difficult when uh, you you meet with these random kids um, who just you know don't know. Mm. I guess they, they don't know any. Uh, it, it's it's a difficult way to respond to somebody, perhaps okay. you know, okay. not know or whatever it is um, how to kind of treat people in this kind of situation, right? Yeah, but. Um, there are some kids who, you know, who understood the whole empathy and, and whatnot. And um, those are the ones that I kind of hang out more with. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, usually um, they won't really, like, beat me up or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think like that. But mm-hmm. as you grow older, the older generation... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it gets it gets easier, basically. Yeah. Did you go for therapy for speech impairment? Yeah, yeah. I went to yeah. therapy um, since I was really young until high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was gone for a while, you know. It was gone for a while. And then um, when I came back to Malaysia, I came back in 98. So mm-hmm. I was already... Um, end of form four like that right um, yeah going to form five mm-hmm. um it it kind of like it it came back all of a sudden you know and maybe because mm-hmm. it wasn't like a new environment yeah and i yeah. had to speak in malay i mean yeah. at that time i didn't really know malay so well mm-hmm. and i had to learn it right i had to learn malay um new environment new school different kind of school as well mm-hmm. um which is quite interesting because mm-hmm. um, when, when we imagine high school, uh, or mm-hmm. we have to grow up in the states, um, you know, you could wear whatever you want. Um, yeah. Um, in school, it's not about you know you have to wear a uniform, you have to have these kind of rules or whatever it is. So when when I came back, when I first saw the school, I was like, "What's this juvenile school?" You know, it's like, "Is this school for kids <laughs> yeah. or whatever?" Because yeah. I saw the gates, the gates were like uh, really yeah. high up, and uh, you know, it was sharp gates and whatever, like no entry, <laughs> things like that, mm-hmm. right? And the, was, the window bars, <laughs> yeah, the window bars and all that, <laughs> wearing these uniforms of the green pants and the white shirts. Uh, and I was just like, Am I a juvenile school? Why am I not saying yeah. juvenile yeah. school? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's uh-huh. just crazy. So I came in uh, to school. And um, I met up with these kind of, uh, they call themselves the gangsters kind of thing in school, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So like, these gangs and whatever in school. So when that happened, like when, when I saw this case, I started to, um, you know, to have this whole speech thing again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, oh, why is it happening? Why is this coming back like really bad? Because I was able to, um, tone it down uh, quite a lot, right, during high school because, you know, mm-hmm. going through the exercises and all that. But when I came back to Malaysia, it was like a restart. 
uh, and I had mm-hmm. to like restart that again, mm-hmm. um, which was like really weird. I don't know why. So it does come and go. So even during high school, after a while, it stops. Even in Malaysia, it stopped, right? But then I went back to college. I mean, I went to to the university, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of like started again. So it's like mm. every time there's a new environment, whatever it is, I mm. realize that I would have these kind of episodes that will just come mm. in again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just weird. I guess it's a mind thing as well. You know, I don't know. Yes, it probably has to do with psychological effect on your um, impairment as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah. But it's interesting to hear that because... Um, now that when you return, did you feel, did, were you sad at all? Oh, I was super sad. Oh, yeah. I was okay. supposed to do my SATs, right? Uh, supposed to do my SATs. Then my dad was like, um, no, just come back to Malaysia, uh, do your SPM. And I had to take this Malay classes, Bahasa, mm-hmm. Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole classes had to take like nine different classes just to learn. Yes, that. yes. And in two years, you see, in two years, yeah, you have to, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And then, well, actually, it wasn't even two years. It was just like a year and a half or so. Right? Wow, wow. That's so really a crash course, and I had to Mm-mm. take SBM, and everything was in Malay, and I couldn't answer a lot of things because. I didn't understand what I was, you know, having to read, right? Um, so that was really bad. It was a really bad experience. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I was just like, oh, screw this, you know. Uh, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't pleasing. I felt like it was not fair, you know, of what yeah. happened uh, that time. I was really yeah. angry, basically. I was really yeah. angry, and I was really into all this angry music at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was, you know, throwing my angst around. And that's, I, w- I was having a lot of attitude, right? Even at mm-hmm. home, I was, I was throwing attitude to my dad. And it wasn't really fair for him as well, you know? Because mm-hmm. he was just trying his... Because, I mean, if I was going to go to a normal school, I, uh, or, I mean, to the same kind of school experience i would have to go through international school yeah mm-hmm. but uh, but he couldn't afford it at that time and all that right so yeah 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 um, yeah the reason i ask is because i i i i feel the same way when i return <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. i didn't like it and then i love malaysia but i yeah. it, i don't fit the, the mall here right, right i never feel like my life is suitable here. Oh, um, yeah? Ah, I feel so sad. I feel so angry. I feel like... But of course, then I give myself a chance to understand. I mean, you know, to to accept <laughs> my life. Yeah, yeah. Now, especially now and even before. Um, because it's, it's two different situations. When you were single and you had a family, it's like now that I have a family, I think this is a good place to live. Right. Also, but but at the same time, because certain things um, feel feel strange to me in a way that when you don't feel like your situation is for you, of course you're gonna be angry and sad. 
yeah. Yeah. And then when when it affects you that way, sometimes you things that you used to like when you said that you started to stutter again. It's it's I think it's it has to do with that because when I moved back to the states, um, I I had a very severe psychological problem. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's when my mental um disorder starting to like really show itself. <laughs> I see. Yeah, um, and then I was um I I wasn't sure of myself and I wasn't. Feeling myself, I'm like, now that I'm married in a mar in a marriage that I feel like it's you know, it's something that I choose and I wasn't forced into it. I think you were at my wedding, were you? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You you were at yeah, my wedding, right? Yeah, and yeah. it was I wasn't ever forced into it, but trying to get adjusted to that, I'm like, <laughs> oh no, you know. <laughs> oh, <So>. I mean. <laughs> It's That's hard. definitely the challenge. Is hard, yeah. Even I even for me, you know? yeah. even for me, it was yeah. just like, what oh. am I doing? Where Where is this gonna lead me to? You know, all of this. And it's like what I hate was this whole like what ifs, right? There's so yeah. much yeah. what if. What if I have done this? What if I did this? What if you know? So yeah. all of that, um, you know, you kind of have to play around with those kind of emotions and the thoughts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, I think there's never um, a time when you feel that, okay, this is the time. This is, you know, you just have yeah. to endure it, I think. It's true, true. Now that you have discovered a new path in your life, what inspires you to do what you love? Especially in singing, anything as a father... What inspires you to get ahead? For me, it's more of being with people, right? Mm -hmm. I just love people. I just love to be around people. I love it when my house mm -hmm. is like full of people. I mm -hmm. love going to um, uh, to events, um, mm -hmm. you know, small events, whatever it is, where I would get to meet random people, um, talk to people and stuff. Um, I just love being around people. And I think that is what motivates me to do whatever it is mm. I'm doing. Um, from work to um, uh, to the band to, you know, being this so-called celebrity. Not like a huge celebrity, but like a small celebrity. Yes. Um, yeah. It's just being around people. I think that's what motivates me. And mm -hmm. getting to know people, understanding them understanding cultures, understanding interests and things like that. Um, I just mm -hmm. love it. Can you share your story behind one bug short? Where does the idea come about and why it's important to you? And how right. did you find, you know, you can actually sing? Right. Okay, it's all started, um, I think, when I was in the fifth grade, right? The fifth grade... Um, I got my first this man um, mm -hmm. that I bought basically, right? Um, the first this man, and I bought my first CD. And my first CD was Mariah Carey fantasy album, mm -hmm. and I was just like, "Oh my god, she's awesome! Um, what a great um, um, act this is!" Well, I didn't say that, you know. We're just 
good and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just like, oh, she she sings very well, right? So yeah. I'll try to like sing along with her um, every time I I I dig out the 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 tracks or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And um, after a while, you know, I got to listen to other bands as well, other um, acts. And um, uh, I started to sing along to these guys, right? Just sing along to them. So I didn't really think like, oh, I was like, oh, I can sing or whatever it is. And I still don't believe that I can really sing so well, you know? I'm just like mm-hmm. a mediocre kind of thing, punk rock music. But, mm-hmm. you know, that was when I really loved to sing. I would sing... Um, you know, having to wait for the bus to school, I would sing um, on the way back uh, from school and at home or when I'm about to go to work, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just sing along through that, right? So when I was, you know, when I was really young, I used to go to school, come back, and I would go for work because, you know, when we were in the States, um, mm-hmm. we didn't have that much money or whatever it is, so I had to go and work as well. And yeah. I would work it's like one small shop and the lady would pay me some money and I would just, you know, uh, just do some work there. Mm-hmm. And But during the time when I was at work um, or when I'm going to work, whatever it is, on my bicycle, um, I would, you know, sing along to the different uh, songs or whatever it is that I would have. Uh, so that's when, when I came back to Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um the school, even though it was, it felt like a juvenile school, mm-hmm. um, or it looked like a juvenile school, um, yeah. they had this whole studio, and this is where the kids would come and they would jam. Mm. And I got myself like exposed to that, right? I was like, oh, who are these kids jamming to music and all? So during high school uh, in the States, what I did was I got myself involved in an orchestra band. And I used to play the cello. Oh. And uh, when I came back to Malaysia, I was like, oh, wow, these guys are, you know, just playing the guitars, the bass, and they have, like, drum sets, and they're just jamming away, playing different music, I mean, different kind of songs. So I would join them. I would join them, and um, I was the guy with the American accent kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I was that kid yeah. with the accent. And they were like, oh, come and sing for us. Uh, sing the songs. And I would like, they would tell me to sing like Nirvana or uh, or go towards these other tracks like with Rage Against the Machine and all that. So it was like all this angst kind of music. Mm-hmm. And I would, mm-hmm. I would try to, you know, sing with them. And that's where, you know, the more we did it, the you know, the, the easier it got. And it sounded really good as a band, right? So the school had this thing called the uh, Battle of the Bands, right? Um, so we would join that competition, and and surprisingly, we won the competition and all that. So that's when we decided to like, hey man, you know we can do this. We can uh, make a band and play uh, for gigs around and all that. So that's what I started to do. So at that time, you know, school wasn't important to me because I didn't really understand, you know, uh, besides understanding the language and all that, I wasn't really 
motivated at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like really ignore schools um, and just play music, just performing, performing, performing. Mm. So uh, when I was in the university, um, that's when I first uh, started to do this music thing properly, right? Mm. Uh, so that's when One Buck Short came into play. And I wasn't mm-hmm. really in the band One Buck Short before this. Uh, uh, there was this, the the first, I mean, the first person to uh, create the band was this guy named Mr. Rahul. So mm-hmm. he plays the guitar for the band. So he created a band. He wanted just to play in gigs. I was with other bands before this, and I was already playing gigs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in KL and whatever not. Mm-hmm. So he, he kind of approached me and said, hey, man, you want to come and sing uh, with us in our band? And I was like, oh, what kind of band um, are you? And it's like, we're punk rock music or pop punk. <laughs> so he would like, you know, share his music uh, with me, and I'd be like, Oh, this is pretty good. This is pretty nice. It's like, you know, I was trying to move towards that grunge era to the, uh, you know, to the whole post-rock hardcore scene or whatever not uh, into this kind of punk rock music, this pop-punk kind of um, vibe, you know? So when uh, when I joined this band, um, that's when everything just clicked, right? Mm-hmm. And we started to perform with, you know, like for small shows to then becomes a bigger show, bigger show. So every time this show gets really big, that's when I realized I tend to stutter more as well. Oh. But yeah, so during interviews and all that, right, uh, I tend mm-hmm. to stutter more and all. And mm-hmm. then um, after a while, it kind of switched. So during bigger shows, I don't mm-hmm. stutter at all when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But during smaller shows, I would stutter a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's psychologically, it's more of um, smaller shows, all eyes on me. You know, it's like, oh, I can say something wrong or might do something wrong. And, mm-hmm. and then people might be like having to judge you or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that also is the reason why I would stutter sometimes. Um, uh, and that could just be a psychological thing, you know? Yes. That would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you ever stutter when you sing? No. No, That's okay. why I sing as well. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I sing as well. Mm. Because when I sing... Nothing happens, right? I don't stutter. Yes, yes. It's just, it just flows. So that's what, this is one period of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after university, when I was started my first job, I think, I would talk to people, even my friends. Mm-hmm. I would talk to them, but I would talk to them like I was having to sing kind of thing. So I was yeah. like, what's up? You know, it's like, good morning <laughs> to you. <laughs> I was kind of like, kind of like, you know, not like talk talk, but I would sing, you know. Okay. Yeah. It's like, are you hungry? And they'd be like, yeah, Dude, yeah. what's wrong with you? You know, it's like, what's wrong with yeah. you? Man? <laughs> talk normally. 
Moose, can we try one session like this again? Can you describe your most challenging experience in the journey? <laughs> And then you. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I was doing it so often. Uh -huh. I think people got really annoyed with me. You know, they're like, uh -huh. "Man, you got to stop this." It's like it's been a year. I'm like, yeah. I know. It's, it's like a musical, real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, and I love musical. I mean, I love it. Right, I always. Life was like that, right? I just come out of the door, and it's like everybody start just you know start to sing and all that. That would be awesome to yeah. live your life like a musical. That would be really cool. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> and um, so when so you started from go doing small shows and the bigger shows, and then starting to produce albums. Yeah, we produced yeah? albums. I um, our first initial album. Suck. That was just the worst. Album. I mean, we were so new at this, right? We didn't know mm -hmm. what to do when we got into the studio, and we were with this uh, engineer at that time that used to um, uh, get stoned a lot, right? So he would just mm -hmm. be stoned out of his mind mm -hmm. um, every time, and we were in the studio. I'd be like, "Hey, bro, are you able to record us?" It's like. Yeah, man, don't worry about it. This is gonna be good, and I'm like, okay. So our first, first like few tracks that we have done, ever, uh, really, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't good at all. Yeah. And then we, we were invited to, um, to record a track, um, on this compilation album, and. We that's when we work with this one producer. Yeah, uh, his name was Greg Henderson, and mm -hmm. he was amazing. Our chemistry we kind of click uh, firsthand, right? Yeah. Uh, so he used to like produce um, and you know uh, engineer some of the big tracks uh, with the big acts here in Malaysia, like mm -hmm. you, you name it from. Um, let's say you know the Dutch hit band called Raihan, yeah. To like uh, Ning Baizura, to yes. you know that was Idoliza, to mm -hmm. um, you know bands like OAG and Pop um, <laughs> Shove It and whatever not you know at that time it was just like he was the guy to go to to kind mm -hmm. of get your recording and producing on right. So uh, we we kind of worked with him and um, for that one track and we kind of clicked straight away. Mm. Great chemistry, uh, you know. He was like our big, you know, brother kind of thing, right? So he mm. was giving us advices on recordings, how to do it. So we learned a lot from him. Mm. I learned a lot from him, definitely in mm -hmm. terms of. Mm -hmm. How to sing, uh, you know? Because I'm more of like a rock band. I'm not a professional person, you know, in terms of how to sing. But mm -hmm. he would teach me things, you know. Um, how mm -hmm. do you make yourself to become a bit more professional and mm -hmm. um, to be able to know the cues and the how tos and the whatnots and all that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that was really fun, um, and we started 
to create albums. Th- three of our albums were with him, and we didn't mm. work with him. You know, we just worked with him, mm-hmm. and he could have understood us, and he would, you know, help to cr- to make the songs with us and all that. So it was really good. Uh, it was really fun having to work with him. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think I've heard a lot of your songs too um, on the radio. Or yeah, I think yeah. was several time on MTV. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the MTV I just, era. Uh, yeah, uh, MTV awesome. era. Man. Yeah, now, yeah. I don't know what happened MTV era in Malaysia. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I've seen it a lot well, anymore. I, yeah, I don't think this generation watches uh, MTV. So, I mean, especially here in Malaysia, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone just focus on YouTube if you YouTube. want to watch. Yeah, everyone's on yeah. YouTube. On TikTok, whatever it is. Um, yeah. But all the music stuff is there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good to know. Um, can you describe your most challenging experience in this journey? Dealing with uh, people who are not so exposed to this, right? I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, people with disabilities right and mm-hmm. the immediate reaction would be to because i don't understand i'm confused i kind of laugh about it you know mm-hmm. i do get mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. so besides doing the band i also work full-time um uh well i graduated as a software engineer but i didn't mm-hmm. go and pursue that i went into advertising and mm-hmm. within advertising um, I started to wait, w- w- just work my way um, mm-hmm. from being a, just a, a c- c- coffee boy to mm-hmm. uh, to what I am now, basically, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. from there to now, and during that that kind of experience, um, I do meet people mm-hmm. who who don't know how to react when I do start to do it, right? Mm-hmm. When I start to and what happens is they would, you know, try to. They would think that I'm trying to joke around or something like that, and then they would mm-hmm. like the the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they would be like, uh, "Do you actually? Is this really you, or are you just trying to make fun and whatever not?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just. This is actually me, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, "Oh, okay. so after they understood, then they'd be like." Oh, sorry, I didn't know. And then they start to act differently and all that. So the difficult part for me was trying to get out of that uncomfortable um, uh, phase, right? Uh, where mm-hmm. you know I have to explain myself and then get out of that uncomfortable time when they are trying to be like, oh, I'm try, I will behave and not try to make fun of you and whatever not. But then usually, yeah. what they do is they will talk about it with their friends behind my back and things like that. You know, mm. so knowing that I think that's really difficult, and it's not just doing work. I mean, even with the the bands, the different artists that mm-hmm. you meet, that some of them are, you know, the mm-hmm. the the ones that have not matured yet in terms of mm-hmm. understanding the situation understanding this kind of disabilities and all what whatnot right mm-hmm. but now as 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 i grow up um now getting you know much much older uh 
people are more aware of this kind of situation, this kind of behaviors. Um, and I don't really get, you know, much of, um, um, uh, you know, where people won't accept it or they get yeah. uncomfortable with it and things like that. So it's not really much of like, if I get uncomfortable, in my mind, it's like, oh my God, how are they going to get uncomfortable with this? You know, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. How am I going to explain this to them and all that? I have to explain myself and all that. Yeah, it's kind of weird experience for me, I think. Mm-hmm. But do, do, do you experience that a lot more now or less now? As yeah, people much, are more informed, yeah? More yeah, informed, more aware, much less, yeah? I do, I do get it with kids. With small With the kids, kids I do. yeah, <laughs> yeah I oh yeah, that. I still get it too. If kids say, "Hey, pull yeah. down," <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, right? "What?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, exactly. There's a kid. There's a kid at the apartment. Uh, there's a kid at the playground because I would use a uh, hair clip, because you know, and I clip my hair to the back. You know, the the clip that. Um, like an arch clip, you know, not so yeah, obvious yeah. lah. But it's a clip that usually girls will wear. Yeah, but some boys also like tie their hair, right? So this girl told her that like, eh, tengok dia pakai clip macam budak perempuan, gitu. Oh, <laughs> oh, like, no. I don't know whether I should laugh or should I. <laughs> I need my partner. You know. <laughs> <laughs> usually, usually I would laugh for those kind of things as well, but uh, it would have uh, been like like one of those uncomfortable laugh. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 exactly. It's like uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> okay, I understand that. I totally understand that. But what would you consider your biggest or valuable lesson? Um. In life, um, mm-hmm. I would say um, really like uh, different people. I mean, there's no way to identify anybody as one, like a group kind of thing, yeah. right? You can, yeah, different people are different, and you have to treat not the same, basically, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I always give chance, like, you usually. Before this, when I was growing up, I'd be like, oh, these kind of people are the same, you know, they're just like this. And mm-hmm. and I feel that it makes it makes you, uh, it, I mean, it turns you to a very negative person. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. to, to keep positivity in your life and making yourself happy is, one is to, you know, not judge people uh, mm-hmm. um, or try to classify people as as a group thing or you know you have to look at everybody as an individual mm-hmm. and um and just treat people the way that you want to be that you want to be you know um yeah like how how you want them to treat you and stuff like that right yeah um, yeah well said so, well said yeah so i was you know believe in that mm-hmm. and if you do that you can see the kind of people that do get attracted to you and yeah. you would get you know to attract more positive kind of mindset people uh people who kind of share the same kind of interests as you as well and you block out all this negativity because yeah. before this if you try to like i don't know this is my experience where i try to block out things or whatever mm-hmm. i attract more of this negativity around my life for some reason yeah. 
right? Yeah. yeah. But when I become more open, more acceptance to things, and I, you know, view things differently, mm-hmm. uh, I tend to attract more positive things around me. So yeah. that's what I love, you know, about true that. that. Yeah, true that. And I, 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 that I have to agree. Um, it's it, yeah, it's I, a, some form of law of attraction or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like, even even when I first uh, got to know you and your family, to me it was like immediate click. I was really like, oh, yeah. I like this family. Yeah. Uh, I used to call that bro for some reason. I was like, yo, bro. Yeah. I would text yeah. him, right? I would text him yeah. on Instagram or whatever. And I'd be like, yeah. hey, bro, how's it going over there? Like, how's your mm-hmm. flight or whatever? And he would just mm-hmm. reply me. And I'm yeah. like, you would be like, hey, man. That's your uncle, dude. You know, he's like, <laughs> yeah, call him yeah. uncle, whatever, right? But yeah, I kind of yeah. felt that whole click with you guys. Uh, that was really amazing, and um, I think um, I was, you know, getting to know um, uh, the rest of you guys, basically, right? Yeah, and, um, exactly. Yeah. And then we, 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 you know, we are not just related to my cousin, but also yeah. your uncle, your auntie. Yeah, in, in in yeah. Texas, yeah, that's right. That I that's found right. out that you know, I'm like, wow, it just completes the circle. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Small world. It's yes, small and world. we're all Americans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all Malaysian, yeah. and then Americans, yeah. and then we all live there, and then here, and then we're married <laughs> to people we know, <laughs> <laughs> and then we got to keep our secrets to ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, that's right. we got aunties and uncles. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, may not agree to our lifestyle, but I don't really care. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't really agree because I think yeah. it's more because of the understanding, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's like probably, um, probably it's just it's something different, something new, something to mm-hmm. accept. Right, and exactly. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, especially here in Malaysia, are not able to accept that, and they mix things around with you know, um, uh, they just mix things around like in terms of their point of view, right? And yeah, um, yeah. I feel that that's where um, once you start to judge and all that, um, mm-hmm. that's when things go south, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's why I feel that. I mean, now I guess more and more people are getting a bit, uh, a bit more accepting, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But it's still a lot of people, not just here in Malaysia, but I think it's a global thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where can't really accept it so so well because it's mm-hmm. you know it's not the norm or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then because it's doing more harm than good. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, in the past, what, what the ideology and what is acceptable by the society and whatnot, it does more harm than good, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why slowly, you know, the new generation are becoming more acceptance of that, and then the older generation would see and probably learn from that too. That it's either they they can they cannot pick and choose too at the same time. It's it's family members sometimes, you know. Yeah. yeah um, if if I were to make a decision that would hurt some people, of course, it's something that the last thing I I would do. I would to you know have to think. 
I have to bear the um, you know, the the bear the consequences as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's just meet in between. <laughs> and as long as we can still respect compromise. each other, yeah, compromise, yeah. respect each other, and I don't, you know, uh, disturb you in, in any way. I think, um, that's how it should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. agree. I agree. You yeah. know, I think it's a compromise. I mean, life. People we think differently. People are looking, viewing uh, life differently. Differently. And have to accept and just not judge. I think you know exactly. You that, um, there shouldn't be any problems. I think problem uh, comes when you create the problem in your mind. The world does not have any problem, right? The world no. will continue to spin. Mm-hmm. Everything will be how it is. It's just how you look into the problems or how you create the problems in your mind. I think problems is something that we create. Yeah. Uh, we just have to look at things differently and compromise two things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well said, well said. What is your message to anyone struggling to find themselves? I would say, I would say don't give up, you know. It's like yeah. you should never give up or do things halfway. Yeah. I think if you want to do something, you got to go all the way. And this is where the challenge comes, right? Um, where you you are having to face your fears or you're having to face the most difficult uh, time frame or situation, but you just have to go through it. There's no mm-hmm. way to avoid it. You have to go through pain mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, at the end of the day, see the light, see the success. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Nothing comes in for free, right? Nothing is free. True. You mm-hmm. have to work at it. Um, and mm-hmm. that comes for everything. Like, what I tend to do, or what I see a lot of people tend to do as well, is to avoid things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even for me, I am the worst at confrontations, right? Mm-hmm. Um I just, you know, it's very difficult for me to confront somebody, tell them off or whatever. Yeah. But I'm learning how to do that. I'm learning how to do it in, um, uh, not in a rude way, but in a very conversational, openly, right? Um, yeah. But even that is a struggle that I'm going through right now as well, right? How mm-hmm. to overcome it. You have to face it. You have to go for it. You have to um, not avoid it, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. So once you are able to see that, um, to see the bigger picture, then you will be able to kind of overcome anything in life. And yeah. to me, in life, I I have these three core values that I just instill in myself. Right. Yeah. And these three core values is what makes me. Um, I mean, in terms of how I think, the mm-hmm. things that I do. Uh, it reflects within these three core values, and mm-hmm. it's it's an easy one too. One is authenticity. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's always um, uh, really don't cover up anything or don't lie. Authenticity is all about transparency, being honest, truthful, open, yeah. no yeah. judgment, whatever it is. It's being uh, yourself, but being yourself is also being really honest to yourself 
and not having to because we do try to do that right we try to lie to yeah. ourselves yeah um and 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 we become fake within ourselves so if we're fake within ourselves or we don't believe in ourselves how can other people do to believe in you basically right sure, sure. so uh yeah, so for me, it's like people want to really accept you. You have to be able to accept yourself. Mm-hmm. And I am the guy, some people say, you know, oh, Mooks, you're just uh, too nice of a person or whatever not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not a bad thing. Like, no, that's no. bad because people will take advantage of you and whatever not and or um, mm-hmm. use you and things like that. And I'm like, if they think that way, mm-hmm. then... That is, you know, just the way they think. But I'm not going to let that um, be the fact where, you know, they would use me or um, take yeah. advantage of me. Yeah. Me or yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of people and you kind of avoid this kind of people or don't have this kind of people be around your life, right? Yeah. Um, so once you understand that, then I think that's good. You know, then, then you can move. Um, so authenticity is one of the core value. Mm-hmm. Intensity. So intensity is more of like, I'll just do whatever I do 110% mm-hmm. and be proactive, uh, be aware of your surrounding. Uh, in France, they would say having unagi. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's like <laughs> be aware, like Ross was to be like unagi, aware of yeah. your surroundings. I mean, yeah. I would I would have intensity in everything that I do, right? And yeah. it's not a negative intensity, right? It's for me, it's like intensity uh, can be uh, translated as something that's fun. If you love what you do, um, if you are in an environment where you love your surrounding. Um, everything just becomes fun and it's not going to be something that you, it's like a chore to you or something that you kind of like, oh, do I have to do this again? You know, it, it's, you won't have those kind of negative thoughts yeah. and feelings, right? You just, everything would be fun and positive for you. And to me, intensity works hand in hand with authenticity because if you are honest and true to yourself and you open and you don't judge, you be mm-hmm. able to give 110% to everything that you do. And when you do that, uh, things just becomes more, uh, you know, uh, enlightened in a way. You see things differently. I mean, new possibilities or opportunities open up to you. I yeah. mean, here you would say like, Riziki will come, right? Riziki yeah. comes in when positive things happen and I really believe in that because um, a lot of rizikis or opportunities do happen to me being this way right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I feel very blessed um, you know to be able to uh, go through what I've gone through uh, to mm-hmm. play different shows you know, not just in Malaysia but you know get to play a tour in China and Japan and yeah, Australia yeah, and, and so on, and um, with work as well, it's just being able wow. to expand myself within the organization. And from somebody, you know, you 
from somebody in this company and you'll be able to kind of expand yourself and now you're like having coffee with the CEO or the MD or whatever it is, you know? So mm -hmm. um, it's, it's that positivity that you put in yourself. And my last core value is uh, togetherness, right? Uh, togetherness is always not doing things alone uh, and not being alone, not doing things alone, surrounding mm -hmm. yourself with, 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 possibility uh you know uh positivity positive mm -hmm. people uh always surrounding yourself with people who are like striving you know going for goal um people who inspires you and things like that and um yeah you know with that um you'll be able to learn a lot more like even me with you right now what i'm mm -hmm. learning is that you are doing this this whole channel and you are expanding mm -hmm. your you are talking about uh, people's um, uh, experiences, uh, sharing your experiences, and yeah. to me, this I'm just learning more about you and your your ideology, your beliefs, yeah. the people that that you're talking to. I'm listening to them as well, understanding them, yeah. and I love I love that fact. Like to yeah. be a part of this togetherness of uh, around me with these like-minded people who yeah. share the kind of same behaviors in life and whatever not and i love that mm -hmm. and i feel yeah. that the three core values really stick together mm -hmm. and i feel that if you do put these core values in your life or mm -hmm. if you find the kind of core values in your life you'll be able to overcome the struggles that you would mm. have and I think the struggles only happen when we don't know things. When we don't know something, that's where it's yeah. like, oh, it's hard. It's hard because we don't understand it. We don't yeah. know it. But once you understand it and you know what you need to do, then it doesn't become a struggle anymore. Yes. You know, yes. It's, not like, it's not an obstacle anymore. It's just like, oh, it's just a task. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. something that I can, you know, I can just overcome this. True. So, so having, you know, if you want to, um, kind of struggles and stuff like that, and just be really positive about things, um, and um, you'll be able to overcome anything. I feel. Yes, and and I was told, um, don't let the struggles define you. You're not oh, defined yeah. by your struggles. You know, they're not your personality. No. Yeah. No. They're totally not. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely like, with me. Besides having to stutter, I've met a lot of other uh, other kids having to grow up um, mm -hmm. who, who are in the same kind of boat as me. Yeah, but some of them loses their you know they would lose their confidence. Some of them would um, just not talk to anybody or whatever it is. But um, being positive really made that change to towards people and and you know helping them as well i felt that i also helped contribute this to people mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. contribute towards their change and and i felt that it's not just helping myself but it's helping yeah. others right so yeah. i help yeah. others to also help myself in that way and that's yeah. my thought process before this right yeah. yeah if i help people i'm able to heal myself as well Healing yes. people um, allows me to do that, right? Like heal 
my views, how do I control my speech impairments? And uh-huh. I don't have just one like one problem in life. I, I don't think anybody has just, just one problem in life that we we th- we thought that was a problem, right? Mm-hmm. It's just how do you overcome these kind of obstacles? And for me, I was like, you know, I was like overweight. Uh, I was mm-hmm. big, and you know, uh, in a sense, I was stuttering, and mm-hmm. uh, I just, you know, at that time, I felt like I was not cool. Mm-hmm. Why? Why am I here in this world? You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Well, why did you know? I was thinking like, like, why was I given all of these flaws mm-hmm. uh, in life? What am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do in this world? You know. Mm-mm. And but when I started to overcome things and think think differently, mm-hmm. um, then I was like, hey, these are not struggles. These are not obstacles. These are just mm-hmm task that comes in my way and I'm just, you know, ironing it out, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, beautiful. Really, it really does. It's Naibulu Romo. Because most of the time, we always feel that we are alone, you know? Despite of um, the challenges and whatnot, we feel like we are the only one who goes through that. And then we That's think right. why we are born, you know, why why we have to deal with these things, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. It's... Like 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 um like even the struggles that you're going through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've yeah. met, I mean I've met uh, I have a lot of friends who are also going through that kind of struggle. And what yeah. I found was that um it's because people don't know, right? People don't know mm-hmm. or they're not to it and things like that mm-hmm. but once they are mm-hmm. they are really open they they, they would be open um, yeah uh, an open heart a yeah. different mindset to it and all that you know mm-hmm. I feel that it's just the understanding and Malaysia mm-hmm. has a lot of <laughs> and they have to go through yeah. uh, undergo a lot of understanding basically right? yes yeah yeah um, yeah, and I think once that happens, then then you know then it's good. But we ourselves have to, uh, um, you know, uh, act the way we preach or or do what we preach, you know, or mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. what we. So if we present positivity, mm-hmm. then people will perceive it as something that's positive. Yeah, and yeah, it's positive. Um, there's no, you know, there's no, there's no doubt that is 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 okay, right? True. As compared, yeah. you know, but but the problem is, I feel that uh, there's a lot of negativity that comes out of it yeah. by by these people, right? Yeah. Um, not just the people who don't understand, but the people who are doing it. Right, and there's a lot of yeah. negativity and hostility around it. Yes, right? yes, and and uh, doing it on purpose to hurt people, to yeah, abuse yeah. people, to just to do it just to hurt people, intentionally. Yeah, yeah to hurt yeah, people, yeah. you know, to That's shame right. them, to abuse or to whatever. Um, and when you mention about an understanding and that, I totally get it. I like totally get it. Like. You know, that has to stop at some point because yeah. if it's not doing anyone any good, then why are we still doing it? That's right. 
That's right. You know, nothing will ever come. Uh, there's there's no, uh, you know, proper outcome. Yeah. If that's that, if that's the, the negativity, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Especially um, when you were being forced into something. Yeah. Know? Exactly. 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 Because if you want to change people's perspective or mm-hmm. change people's mind, mm-hmm. you have to act it first. You got to do it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Show yeah. the example. Right. Be the example. And I think that's a problem. We're not. A lot of people are not being the example. They straight away say, "Oh, yeah, uh, this is wrong. You know, you shouldn't do this." Yeah. But you know, how, you cannot force somebody. You have to make them realize whatever it is, right? If it's yeah. wrong or not wrong or whatever, right? So yeah. don't force it, but uh, act on it and be an example. You know, show yeah. that you are right by living it and showing this positivity that you have around it. And people would change towards positivity. Nobody wants to be in a negative environment, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, As we move forward, can you share your thoughts or a piece of wisdom for us to make a difference in life? Get to know yourself. Um, get mm. to know... Get to know who you are, actually. Understanding you... Mm-hmm. Um, and having an open mind, I think that is really important. And once you understand that, then you start to, in a way, indirectly create this kind of values for yourself. Yeah. And you live by these values mm-hmm. uh, in life, right? Um, and I think that's where, uh, once you do that, then you'll be able to live life freely. I feel yeah. right. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, when sure. you are quite content, and and that's when you're content with yourself, right? You're content yeah. with what you have. You're content with what you can do, your abilities, because you don't want to be the best at everything. I mean, you know, that's impossible to be the best at everything. But true. But you don't really have to be the best, but you can give it all you got. I feel. Right, you yeah. give yeah. your one hundred and ten percent in everything that you do. And you're proactive, and you are, you know, um, able to act on things um, in a positive way. I think mm-hmm. you know you be set at having a beautiful, happy life. I think. Yeah, well said. Beautiful. I love having this conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really deep. It's really deep and it means a lot to me. And before we end this conversation, Mooks, um, what are your hopes and dreams for yourself, for your family, for your band, and for the world? Wow. Wow, that's that's quite, uh, you know, uh, a universal kind of uh, <laughs> exposure. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's wide. I mean, for, <laughs> for myself, I hope you know I I, uh, I will continue to um, contribute towards uh, change, regardless small or big, um, in anything that I do within my community, within you know my household, um, within my friends, my peers, towards you know, my fans as well. At least. 
I'm able to just contribute towards some sort of change uh, or help spread some sort of positivity around people. I think that's that's for myself. For my family, um, that, you know, we continue to become healthy. Uh, we're taking care of each other um, and always supporting each other. And, you know, we would strive to become, you know, a, a, a happy family. That's important to me. And hopefully my family will continue to do so. For my band, it's like spreading the joy of not just through music, but through the examples that we do in our personal life towards people. I think that's very important yeah. um, to kind of, um, um, you know, give it f- forward um forward. yeah yeah you know to pay it f- forward you see that is happening yeah. right now for some reason yeah, yeah it's yeah. just to do that right to pay it f- forward um you know to 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 get people to do the same thing that you do right people yeah. who want yeah. to start the band once you create a band you you make awesome music you become successful but continue to spread that positivity mm-hmm. continue to spread that positive outcome in life yeah. right yeah yeah contribute towards society and they would become positive and whatever not you know uh, i think that's very important for the band and for the world it's just you know don't look at things um in a bad light, you know. Um, yeah. Yes, the world. They say the world's evil. The world is. The world is. Uh, the, the world sucks, or the world's um, dark, or whatever it is. It's how you. It's what you do. I mean, if you are surrounding yourself with negativity, then the world is going to be dark for you. True. Uh, true. With everything that you see is going to be dark. You know, everything yeah. that you. You see, you feel, whatever it is, it's going to be bad, negative, you know, it's just, but if you surround yourself with, with Care Bears, you know, you see yeah. Bears, <laughs> um, everything is beautiful. So Indeed. that's what I, yeah. t- I tend to do. I tend to yeah. surround myself with all these Care Bears. Yeah. Um, and we'll do that whole Care Bear stare. Yes. <laughs> the, the loving creatures. <laughs> we're the Care and, Bears. Yeah, we're the Care Bears, right? And we're spreading this joy in the world. And my little... Well, there's another, another thing. My little my pony. Little pony. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, okay, you know, growing up, to be honest with you, growing up, uh-huh. I used to play with Barbies as well. I had like the whole yeah. band dog and everything. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we used to play it's with my cool, sister. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. And I also oh, always wow. love the color pink. Pink is also yeah. one of my yeah. colors, you know? Pink, I um, love pink. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's beautiful color. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, give me it, five. You know, yeah, definitely, five. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow, beautiful yeah. Mookie, Mookie. Thank you for sharing the stories with me. Um, yeah, definitely. Are, Thank you. Thank you for having me. You have opened up about your, you know, your uh, journey in your life. I think it will open up so many 
doors for people to see that they're not alone and then I admire yeah. you for what you, you do and I, you are an inspiration to me and I wish you all the best in all that you do okay okay no worries alright well, take care Mooks okay you too I'll catch you soon yeah catch you okay. soon take care goodbye thank all you Thank you for listening to He. A new episode is available every Thursday and don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at Rafi Rizwan and at He Podcast for all the updates and behind the scenes. Once again, thank you for listening to He with Rafi Rizwan.